This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. everybody this is double g for the fight game podcast john did you know that this is show number 200 it's not that you and i have done 200 shows together though we may have because the the archive of our current shows um does not have everything that we ever recorded there were there were some shows that i did not put in the uh when we when we came over to blue wire be just because of the way that they sounded and you know they were really early stuff but on the shows that we had in our archive before we came over to blue wire and shows that you and i have not done together uh you know we're, we're on most of the shows together because we we talk about wcw saturday night but if we combine everything in the fight game podcast uh, at, uh, environment that is in the feed today would be show 200. Damn straight. <laughs> it's a lot of shows. Yeah, it's a lot of shows. If you think about it, right? Because when we used to do this, we would just record once a week. Yeah. And so it took us a while to get to 100 because we were only recording once a week. But then it didn't take very long to get to 200 because we're doing multiple shows so uh it was, it was, i was surprised when i saw that number come up today yeah and you know it's kind of cool like looking back too. you and i hanging out big day's house we watch an mm-hmm. event afterwards you know after a three to four hour show we we start all right we're gonna say bye this is about in an hour talking in the in the on the front yard for another hour just about stuff and this is one of the things we talked about hey let's we should record together let's do a show and and just have fun with it you know you know just and get our thoughts out there and our opinions out there and and look at us now 200 man it's pretty awesome well as you know one of my goals so so i had two main goals for for doing the show with you one was that it's really hard to find a, a dedicated partner you know when you when you do a show together with somebody your idea is that you want someone who's just as interested in you know making it consistent in really having good content and you know just being dedicated like that the whole thing is just being dedicated and when you were like yeah you know let, let's do it once a week and you said you could find the time i was like great hmm. and then the second thing you're all was, really no way <laughs> well but but the second thing was you know you and i would talk about stuff and you know and and you were running your own thing and so you know, I just learned so much about wrestling from having those conversations with you and Dave, and I would kind of listen and I would go, "Yeah, that makes sense." Like the, you, you explained it in a specific way that that makes a lot of sense. So I was like, you know, it's it's really good to have someone with your knowledge and your insight and your history of being a fan. Like we need to figure out how people can listen to you, and so that was really my second uh reason to do the show and you know nowadays you know when <clears throat> when when we when we get feedback on a show 
uh, it's like, oh, can't wait to hear what John says about AEW <laughs> this week. Like, that's uh, so funny. Well, they're, 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 I, might, I might disappoint some people this week. <laughs> oh, you actually like the show? Yeah, I love dude. Wednesday night was a great night of wrestling, man. It was uh, um, a lot of fun. I was... You know what's funny? I was tired, tired then because this new work schedule I got. But like, so wait, so you are starting? You already start super early. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did before, but then now I'm an hour earlier than that. So now oh. I'm up and a little, you know. So, but um, but I was just like super. I was kind of, I was petering out, right? I mean, I finished the shows. So I was like, but I was like, yeah, was, you know, it's a good night of wrestling. And I was like jazzed. I don't know. Like I had a second wind, like when I was like laying down. Then I couldn't fall asleep for a while. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But a lot of, I mean, I have some, I have some dislikes on both and and all that. But overall, I thought both shows were great. You know, I, I agree with you. Uh, the thing that I think I w- so I was trying to do a little bit more multitasking than normal because I was making dinner. I was actually barbecuing. So I'm like, you know what? I can barbecue and I can actually just bring my iPad out and watch the shows at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch the show at the same time as I was cooking, but um, it wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. So there were things I, I missed more things on the AEW show than I did on the NXT show. So uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what you thought. But before we do that, this nice little tease to uh, to our uh, our recaps here. I wanted to point out two things, and I think people who've been listening to these shows uh, these last couple of weeks know that I've been hammering home this uh, this G1 challenge that we're doing. I think we have you know, we have 30 people who are who have said, you know, I'm watching every show and I'm putting in my picks for every show, which is awesome. Uh, we've you know, we've added a few people to the uh, to the group, so that's really cool. And you know, this is a little bit of a harder one because for the New Japan Cup, you know, it was literally like a 2 week uh, you know, you just had to be in for two weeks. And with this one, it's so much longer and it's so much more intensive. So I didn't know if we were going to get a lot of people to join up on this one, but you know, it's a good number. Like I'm, I'm really happy with the amount of people who said that they wanted to follow uh, night by night. And, you know, again, a thank, big thanks to Chris Samsa for putting together some of this stuff for us. Uh, the spreadsheet is awesome. He, he, he built that thing out just one day. And uh, so basically... By the time you listen to this, we'll have a little bit of time for you to join the G1 Challenge because the first night of the New Japan show is a Saturday morning show for the U.S. And there are, the way to, to enter is to uh, retweet. If you go to Fight Game Media, the, the Twitter handle at Fight Game Media, I've retweeted everybody's uh, everybody's. Uh, quote tweet so you can just look at at the fight game media and look at our tweets and see the post basically the post that says here's how to enter has a link to the blog post you just have to retweet that with a call to action it's like hey come join this and then join the group so the the fight game podcast facebook group which you can also find linked as our pinned tweet on twitter and once you're in you just let me know that you're in, in the group. There are tons of posts that you could reply to. And then I will send you the spreadsheet. You will have to share. Uh, we have one thing outside of all of the night picks. So basically there's 18 nights uh, of the G1. There are six matches each night. And so you, that, you know, you have, you have six opportunity to get six points for predicting all the matches per night. But we also have a thing where if you, predict now before the tournament starts 
who's going to win it, who's going to win the blocks. You kind of lock those in and just kind of hold them. And those will be extra points that we'll tack on to the end. Those are those questions are each, each worth five. But you do not have if you if you think Okada is going to win and coming the the final, you're like, mm, I don't think he's going to win. I think it's going to be Naito or Evil. You can pick Naito or Evil. This, these are just the, the the prediction is just something kind of like uh, that'll help when it comes to tiebreaker stuff. So. We're going, and it's going to be fun, and it's going to be intensive, and I've still, every time we think about the G1, my main question is, how are we going to get through it? Hmm. We always get through it, <laughs> so I'm confident that we'll get through it, but it's going to be, it's going to be hard. There's going to be a lot of wrestling to watch, and yeah. you know, I may have to skip through, you know, put the usual match on fast forward, you know, so I don't sit through it just to, just to make up some time. You should, uh, maybe like every Monday, like, the, like the AEW rankings, you should like a top 10 of who's leading the, uh, contest down, you know, the top 10. Oh yeah. Standards. We'll, we'll, we'll probably, we'll probably have some sort of, uh, I, I'll probably post it either in the group or just in that blog post about, you know, sort of where everyone ranks after. Cause I'm after- setting up my own thing on the side. I'm betting on these guys playing. <laughs> so that's something that's, that's the underground, deep, deep underground betting line on the uh, who's going to win the G1 fight game blog G1. Have you even, have you even followed enough uh, New Japan lately to kind of get, you know, to make a prediction? Um, Yes and no. I think I kind of know who's going to win. I feel like it's like up. I think it's for Okada to win. But mm-hmm. um, um, just like certain wins and stuff i was looking at i was looking at mostly jeff's matches yeah which i'm freaking super excited about because i mean what a what a block that he's in the eight oh block right God. the only disappointment was like he was out there in tanahashi which is a match i i want to see i know he wants to see it and do it and um tanahashi wants to do it too as well so that's pretty cool mm-hmm. um but other than that though god he's it's loaded and so i'm i'm just kind of see like which guys he'd probably win and stuff and because you know, usually like in G one, you do one, you get X amount of wins, and sometimes it, you know then you start getting a few more. So we'll see. I can, I can see him being Suzuki for sure, just because he's the for- Jeff Cobb's a former Never Champion, and I can see them yeah him build to something. Yeah, build to a, a, a match there, and and I I can't wait for that match personally. And of course, the match with Akata should be should be tremendous. Akata Ibushi, Ibushi, Shingo. Yeah, I mean it's a big. It's a big turnover for him because he does well. I mean, he did well last last year, but if he does really well this year, I think it's going to shoot his uh, standing even higher. And they already love him over there. So, I mean, he's good standing. But, you know, when you're talking about when to give you that momentum to, hey, the guy to count on is Jeff Cobb. You know, we need to put him in there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty exciting. All right. So, the other thing I just want to remind folks about, uh, the last show that we did uh, the previous show that we did, which was a Wednesday morning show, I did about 20 minutes with Dave Meltzer. And then what I added on to it was uh, Justin Nipper and Carlos Toro doing their preview of the G1. And they're going to do, attempt to do, uh, I'm not, I, I, I told Justin, I'm like, dude, if you need a break, like take a break, don't feel that you have to record a podcast for every night. But after the first two nights, they're going to record their first show. And then I think the goal is to try and do a show every night. And then he's going to send it to me and I'll put it up right in this feed. So you will see non-traditional uh, podcasts where I'm not even on it. It'll just be Justin and Carlos 
and uh, they're going to just be breaking down the night of, of that they just watched of wrestling. So we're going to get those up as soon as we can. Um, you know, these podcasts do take, you know, a little bit of time to produce. So, you know, 30 minutes or, or whatever for me to actually input everything and put it up. So we're going to do our best to get it up. Obviously, they got to watch it first, and I don't imagine they're watching live, so you'll have a little bit of, of leeway of time, but at least you'll get you know, you'll get most of those shows recapped and give their analysis. And the thing about it is that I think is cool is they're even going to be watching it with a closer eye than me because they have to be able to talk about what happened just, you know, right after it happens. So, cause you know, you and I could go, Oh yeah. You know, what'd you think about that Okada match? But we don't have to remember what happened in the Yujiro Will Ospreay match. Like, yeah, whatever. Like it's not that important. But they have to even, you know, they're breaking down every match. They got to pay attention to everything. So you're going to have lots of podcasts in this feed. I hope we don't overwhelm you. If you are someone who downloads through our RSS feed, the downloads are awesome. Like, I, you know, keep doing that. And if you cannot get to them for whatever reason, like, you know, you can skip some. Like, it's this is not, you know, you, you don't have to listen to every single one that we do because we are in your feed. We're grateful to be in your feed. And, you know, we appreciate everybody who subscribes and who listens. You know, it's so funny because I, I hear from people who I don't even realize listen, but then they'll name drop something. <laughs> and then I'll be like, oh, wow, you do listen. Like, I, did, I just assumed that, you know, maybe i assumed wrong that that you didn't listen but so it's we're so i'm so grateful to have just people to you know who who tell us this and it's kind of it's kind of crazy but um you know this is always what we wanted when we first started this podcast way back at number one we're like oh i wonder who listens how many people listen and now you know you have a a dedicated fan base which is awesome can i uh, drop some news yep i will be making a run-in on the justin nipper and carlos toro podcast on the g1 and Justin and i will be talking about the all japan carnival tournament we are watching that currently right now together so yeah he's been telling me that he wants to get you on because you're you're like tripping him out he's like they need to get john to run to help them book the they like if they ever come out to the u.s they need to get john because he can help them book to the u.s audience and i'm like yeah like that's why you know that's why he, he he's on the show because that i was impressed with him when when we would just talk about stuff he's like what about nxt japan i was like right. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> but you know it's just been we've been we've been having a good time watching the carnival all japan car that's going on right now too it's not as big mm-hmm. and as was supposed to be with less the, shows you know, this year right less shows this year less i think it's only like 10 guys total but it's been good and it's been fun and i've kind of like just life's been busy and i've taken a little break from watching all japan and so getting back into it checking out the talent it's been it's been fun and then you know my my boys from the old wrestle run crew or most of them are there so you know shitaro shina who's one of the best in the world that no one talks about and um you know kumarashi and they have uh koji doi's there now and uh kodama's there like so it's it's fresh enough to, it's fresh of the cards for me so I, i'm looking forward to just kind of sticking with it and you know, I'm trying to find time for everything now because now I just remember today, just NXT UK started up again. So mm-hmm. I'm going to start watching that probably tomorrow because that's a really fun show. Okay, so before we get to our AEW and NXT reviews, I didn't even tell you about this because I wanted to kind of surprise you and, and get your quick thought on this. But you 
we're a Bellator fan. You, you, you're not the 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 uh, uh, huge fan of the current version of Bellator, but the previous run with Bellator, you were a really close watcher of that show. And Michael Chandler signed with the UFC. I was wondering what you thought about that. That's great. I mean, I've always wanted to see him go in the UFC. I wish it was a few years earlier. You know, I mean, I, you know, he's had a lot of a lot of battles, so I'm sure he's going to be just some wear and tear on him now, right? He's getting older. But uh, yeah, that's exciting. That's that's I would love to see him fight in UFC, and and people have been wanting it for a while, and it's always interesting to see when a Bellator competitor goes to UFC and how they do. Um, have they announced a fight for him yet, or are they just gonna, using? It, I have a feeling they're going to kind of throw him into the fire. So we'll, we'll see. Oh yeah, I think I think he'll be in a competitive fight from day one. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, <clears throat> there was some there was some discussion in our Facebook group about. You know, what, he, he may he may be a backup on a card just in case a main event falls out or something. But yeah, I mean, I think it's great. You know, he was such a like he was the name right for Bellator. When you talked about Bellator, you're like, there's this guy who is probably a little bit underrated, but he's synonymous with what they want to do. And then he, you know, even though Bellator itself you know, never really rose out of uh, outside of, you know, just being the number two promotion. I think he made him himself a bigger star, even though Bellator itself wasn't uh, what wasn't as, as big as maybe we had hoped that it got. So, you know, now he's he's in the UFC, like you said, it would have been better a couple of years ago. But hey, you know, that's how it works with this sport. And with all these combat sports is like, you know, when you're young, you're really good and you're learning and then you it takes time to build up your name and by the time you build it up sometimes you may even be you know a little too old for Mm -hmm. to to actually make your value so i I hope i hope he's at a really good cross path with that where his his name is big enough he's going to make some money now and he still has you know something in the tank and he's still uh he can still prove uh, that he's one of the best. So it'll, it'll be cool because that, I mean, you know, that division in the UFC is stacked. And just the UFC in general, like, we don't have the huge, huge names right now outside of Connor. Like, there have been stars created. Like, I think a, a, a Dustin Poirier is a bigger star who's, you know, who is making his name bigger. But then when that happens, you, you notice that, you know, now he's not fighting right now because mm-hmm. they can't agree on contract because now his... Stars shining a little brighter, and the UFC is like, oh, you know, when you were not as famous, we could pay you less, and it was easier. So, you know, I, I just think the UFC right now is, from a talent perspective, is just in, in a great spot. And you know, I, I would love to see one of these guys branch out. But then, you know, if you get too big like Connor, then it becomes hell for a lot of reasons. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what the UFC does in these next few shows. They're going to be back at Fight Island. They got a good show this weekend on ESPN Plus. Yeah, and so I think we're going to get sort of back into that wave of uh, the UFC being uh, at the top of mind. Though you know, with all these sports that are back, mm. football, baseball, basketball. You know, baseball's a week away from their playoffs. Basketball is in the uh, the conference finals, and football's kicking off. So you know, it's not like there's not no competition for eyeballs. So UFC will still have their work cut out for them. Okay, so before we get to our reviews, I want to talk about our uh, our sponsor, Indeed. 
Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause at any time and you don't have any long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed gives you powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Sponsored jobs are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in hires. And 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month means you're going to get the important hire you need just like they have for over 3 million businesses. So Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a $75 credit, indeed.com slash podcast, uh, indeed.com slash podcast. Got it. That is their best offer available anywhere. So right now, indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply offer valid through september 30th all right so let's talk about these shows here um i was i i I will say i was surprised when you said you liked the nxt i mean you liked uh, the aw show not that i thought it was a bad show because i i liked that show too but there was a variety of stuff and when you have a variety of stuff you're kind of you're you're fighting for eyeballs, but you're like, okay, this thing on this show should satisfy these wrestling fans, and this thing should satisfy these wrestling fans. And so I I thought there was going to be a little bit too much variety for uh, for your taste, but you know sometimes uh, when you when you think like that, you're going to be wrong, and I'm happy to be wrong because uh, let's just talk about AEW right now. So I'll let you lead. What what what? was one of your likes for this show oh my likes was the opener the ftr versus jurassic express i thought that was a really damn good tag team match probably in my opinion and i know people are like what do you mean how can you say that but i think this is the best tag team match they've done in the company history i I mean as a pure wrestling tag team match with good psychology and built to the hot tag and everything like i got that was really well done ftr's amazing great leaders um they laid this out perfectly for jungle boy to be a come out of a star strong still you know he lost i know people would probably be upset he lost but but he lost by them cheating they had to mm-hmm. cheat to beat him so he's protected there and lucha got a so- thousand near falls yeah 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 and then luchasaurus they kept his bad shit away and 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 told him you're the big man that is your role here you are supposed to be the big man we don't need you flying around that's jungle boys thing you need to be so they booked him like kane choke slams big moves and when he did his standing moonsault it just looked impressive because he wasn't doing a bunch of other flips before that right so really well done i was just the only thing i would say was a negative well, I didn't even want to. Do, first of all, this whole segment with the Young Bucks was just stupid. I didn't even put on my dislikes. I just, I just remembered it right now. It was so stupid. I wanted to wipe, wipe it from my brain. But um, once again, Jura- Jurassic Express does not get an entrance. You know, and not just for Luchasaurus. I'm just sorry, for Jungle Boy himself. Being so popular with the young girls and uh, such a future star there, 
They have to they have to have him have an entrance. They could have shaved off about eight minutes off of Frankie Kazarian versus Adam Page match. It did not need to go that long. You could at least put an entrance here for Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. But um that's the only negative of that match is that they didn't get an entrance. But other than that, I thought I thought I was like, wow. Pro wrestling just just came out on just just broke out on AEW. So I was I was in a good mood from the start. I missed like the first two minutes. There's something with Hulu where it doesn't think AEW starts right at the top of the hour. It thinks that the movie that is on before is going to run over like two or three minutes. So when I don't catch the beginning live and I have to wait for the D the DVR version, it always misses the beginning. So I heard them talking about the Young Bucks, but I didn't see what had happened. And then I had to read it to see, you know, to, for, for them. The, they, they did the double super kick to the referee or whatever, and then they walked away and threw money at Tony Khan or something. Yeah, Tony Khan in, like, an oversized T-shirt and shorts sitting behind the desk. And, like, they threw him this, like, wad of cash because, like, you know, oh, if you're going to find us, well, here's your fine, right? Yeah, $5,000. Yeah, $5,000. And then Tony Khan's, you know, he's just not... That's, you know, being on the screen is not his strength. <laughs> and he just gets like this little like funky look. It was just, it was funny. But the best part of that segment is after they do the money, Tony Khan, they walk by FTR, who's about to make their entrance. And they're like, they're like, oh, big time. That's a big move. Oh, oh picking on a little, a little guy smaller than you guys. Like, you know, they were being like, like how I would probably say the same thing if I saw him do this. Like, you know, be like, oh, you guys think you're tough. Oh, my God. That was, that was impressive. You know, it was just so funny that I, I mean, FTR is just tremendous this whole this whole show. Um, so and so we're off. I mean, they saved that little segment and then then they had it went out there and had a great match with uh, Tracks Express. So my like was the match that you thought uh, needed to shave time. And yeah, I, I get it. I, I It was probably a little bit too long. But from a competitive athletic wrestling match, Paige and Kazarian, I thought, worked really well together. I thought they had some really good chemistry. And, you know, Kazarian is in a role with um, SCU where it's it's not a highlight role, right? Like he and he I, I think he would say that he's got, you know, more more uh, more years behind him than in front of him. But still. He doesn't look like an older guy. He still looks great. He he can go in matches like this. I, everyone knew he was going to lose the match, but the match was uh, because of his uh, his resume. The match being competitive was completely fine. Like I didn't want to see Adam Page boat race uh, Frankie Kazarian, and I thought they had a good competitive match. The uh, there's the underlaying uh, storytelling of Omega doing the commentary and being a little bit of a, of a dick and Paige still kind of wants the tag team to work out and Omega's kind of like that, nah, you know, I'm good. So there's that there. There's there. They still got to figure that out. But just as an actual athletic wrestling match, I thought it was good. I thought Paige looked great. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like the match overall. I just thought it should have been shorter. Um, I don't mind Frank Zarin being competitive. I just don't think it needs to be as long as it did. I think, you know, there's still some, there's still levels, right? Like Adam Page is a main event guy. Frank Azarian is basically just a tag guy. I mean, he has a great, like I said, a great resume. He's been around a long time. You know, people respect him. And they probably respect him a little too much here to give him so much. But, uh, but I, like I said, it, 
it was a they had a good match. I just would have shaved it down because I was like sitting there, okay, this is going a little too long. <laughs> you know, this is we gotta start wrapping this up. And uh, like they and they could have used a lot of this time they put in this match. They could have used it to other things that instead of um, and we'll talk about it next. But instead of like one, the, obviously the entrance for the Jurassic Express should have been on the show, and and you know and other things too. So, but yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't. It was on my likes, it was on my dislikes, but um, but uh, I didn't have a problem with the match other than length. All right, what was your next like? I love the angle with, uh, well, uh, minus Jake Roberts part of it. <laughs> Lance Archer, Taz coming out. Um, it was funny when they announced it earlier that they're going to have mystery opponents. I'm like, okay, I have a feeling Cage and Ricky Starks are the other two, mm-hmm. right? And then um, I love the angle where Mox came out and I and they tacked it from behind. I saw Ricky Starks right away, It's you know, which, which was cool. I'm like, okay, he's going to jump him. And then, and of course, you know, seeing my you know the guy I worked with in APW and seeing grow from the start, from boot camp on to his debut to you know to being on AEW, so uh, Will Hobbs getting a a big spot now that these he signed and um, that was really cool. And I like I loved how John Moxley called out Darby the way he did, like get ready, you have a match. You know, I thought yeah. that was I thought that this was like the best angle. They produced, I think, in a very long time that yeah felt like pro wrestling to me, uh, and I'm super excited for Will Hobbs. I I just wish they just officially announced they signed him. He signed, he's been signed for a little while. They just officially announced they signed him on their Twitter and all that stuff. Right? It would been nice to have a little segment on the show. This is where I'm saying you shave off time off of Paige and Kazarian, and you show like a little like you know. After impressive, uh, impressive on dark, and also impressive in the Casino Battle Royal, you know, Will Hobbs signs a contract with AP uh, with AEW, and he's there with Tony Khan. He's just he signed a contract. People, there's some bay faces around him clapping, you know. And there's a little interview with him. Maybe it cuts to a little vignette with him talking about you know coming up from East Palo Alto, talking about all the family he lost and seeing all the loss and suffering he's gone through, all, all the all the training to get to where he's at now, and ups and downs, etc., etc., etc. His kids kids all that good stuff so then when he shows up and helps mox we know who the heck he is because a lot of people don't watch dark a lot of people don't probably remember he got beat by darby allen in a nothing match on television and they you know maybe some people didn't see the casino battle royal which i know they talk about he was impressive in it but he didn't do anything that impressive to me other than lasting a lot longer than he was been pushed at the time right so i think it would have been cool like oh yeah he's you know now you know him. Now you know why he's there, and and but yeah. So I'm. I'm but other than that, I I, I thought it was a great angle. I just, I just um, um, I I can't wait for that match next week. I really I I'm super excited for it. It was by far my favorite thing on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. I. <sighs> it's so funny because it was so simple, and it made all the sense in the world. Taz is a heel. He knows Archer's got the shot, so he's being a little slimy and going like, hey, we'll, we'll be on your team, but, you know, when Archer wins the match, mm-hmm. you know, we want, the, we want the first shot. Yeah. So, you know, because people say, oh, but they were just, you know, feuding or whatever, but so that makes sense. And then when you see Mox, I know people do not like me comparing him to Steve Austin, and I'm not comparing him to Steve Austin. The way that Steve Austin was booked in that yeah he gets he gets jumped from behind takes a little bit of a beating 
fights back, and then when it's even, then he kicks ass. Or if it or, or if it's just fair, he kicks ass. And so I just I just love that whole thing with Mox Moxley kind of getting jumped and getting getting beat up. But the second that it's it, it's sort of fair, then it's the baby side, the baby face is, is, is turn, you know, to, to, to get his in. So I just love little things like that. And then, um, when, when Will Hobbs came out, I don't know if you anticipated it. I should have anticipated it because of who the other guys who were, who the other guys were. Cause I was trying to think, I was like, who's going to be in this match for Moxley. And then when Hobbs came out, I was like, Oh, this is perfect. And Hobbs had fire. He was, oh, I, I don't even remember what he was saying. What was he saying? He's, I want to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to fight. I want to fight. And so, you know, that's, that, that's, it was perfect. Uh, did Moxley get his nickname wrong? I couldn't tell if he got his nickname wrong or No, or he not. said willpower. Okay. Is that what he said? Okay. Yeah, I, I yeah. couldn't hear it. I, I didn't hear it great. I thought, I thought maybe he had, uh, he had mumbled it, but um, no, the whole thing was awesome. And then, you know, Darby, Darby, being on being in the match makes a hundred percent sense. I just hope he's good. Like he seems to be always banged up. But I, I can't remember the last time I've looked this forward to a television wrestling match. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. been a long yeah. time. Yeah, there's I mean, for me per there's just more personal for me, you know, to see Will and his, you know, guys, I think it's gonna be the main event. And if I'm booking this sucker, I'm booking John Moxie's first loss to Lance Archer. Yeah. You need some steam. You need some steam on this mm-hmm. t- title match, right? I mean, Archer. You know, we lost. He's, you know, we, we you know we haven't really seen much of him on TV, not, and not in a bad way. Like he's fresh. This is, you know, they should be. They should have featured him more. He. We already saw him lose to Cody. We mostly seen him out in the audience, hanging out with Jake Robertson in sweat, and you know, like. We, so I I think this is the this is the match that he loses. It's a tag match, right? It's it's he'll go on his record, and and Lance Archer could always have that on his record that he's the first guy to beat Moxley in AEW, and that builds to that championship match on October fourteenth, which uh, they're going to be loading that show up with some really big matches. So um, that's what I would do. I I you know I, I, if you look at if you look at the match, you might think oh they can just beat Will Hobbs, right? He's new, he's a young kid. Um, oh, Darby's okay to lose, you know, you know, to, to Ricky Starks to build that up. But no, the focus is Archer and Moxley. That's your big, that's your big title match coming up. I say you, you have him beat. I don't know how clean it should be, etc. But you know, either way, uh, Archer should be pinning Moxley in the middle of the ring, and and that's how we should end the show with him standing over him with the belt or something like that. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to this show way more than i have recently and and like i said i like i liked this show but when you when the hype for a match is is that good like you're just like oh i wish you know i, I wish wednesday came you know earlier mm-hmm. um okay so what was your next one so you're not gonna believe it the part well Parking there's a little there's a little there's a little a little little thing in it though there's a little but for the most part i really like the parking lot brawl match which you know, know me. I'm not the biggest best friends guy, but it'll be. We might just have to do it both like and dislike right now. I did not like the finish with Orange Cassie coming out and winning the match for the Bay Faces. I didn't like that. But before that, 
I like the brawling, mm-hmm. and I know they did some stunts. They had some gimmicks, um, you know, with the cars and everything. I like the setup. First of all, I like the setup. It was a tight space, um, they, and I like the crowd around of the wrestlers making a lot of noise. The atmosphere is great. Mm-hmm. It felt like a fight. I love uh, Pride and Powerful with the Dead President's look, right? That that was cool. Tony Giovanni makes a reference of it, and I'm pretty sure they just told them what they're what they're doing. <laughs> I don't know if Tony Giovanni's really seen Dead Presidents. I have, but like, I, they, uh, I don't. I don't know if he remembers that movie, you know, personally. Maybe he does. I don't know. But but I'm pretty sure they're probably like, oh, yeah, this is what this is from this movie. Right. Yeah. And but or I mean, the, those guys maybe told him like, hey, yeah. just just so you know, this is the inspiration to this look. Yeah. Can you drop a drop it? Drop it in the commentary. And, and like I said, they look like they want to be each other and fight each other and, and kill each other. And. Um, I thought this was the best Pride the Powerful look. Like, this is what I want to see from them. I want to see them beat people up and be the brawlers. I don't want to... Because, you know, they do a lot of great athletic things, but, like, but everyone on the show does. Mm-hmm. Every tag team does the, mm-hmm. the same moves, right? So it was refreshing to see them just beat people up because they're badass. They look badass. They look mean. They look nasty. And, you know, um, Ortiz, who normally does that stupid comedy floppy sell and the back rake and all that goofy stuff. Nah, he he would look like a killer, you know, the way he should, you know. And and you know, the best friends did good. They they kept it, they they kept they kept it going. They had they they their 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 deal was to do the spots, right? They kind of had they were they were smartly booked in this. That, and that's what I really appreciate. But God. And I know Pride and Powerful attacked Orange Cassie last week after his match with Angelico. And I thought, even though this is like his revenge, but the real the feud is really best friends in Pride and Powerful. Mm-hmm. I would like to see the Bay Faces beat up when cleanly here. Mm-hmm. And then if no, if they want to use Orange Cassie, this is where you have Sammy Guevara jump in and do something. And he stops Sammy Guevara. And that could be something they could mm-hmm. do a match down the line, but, but that's what I that's that would have made sense to me. But no, and then him just coming out and helping him. If you're not a fan of AEW or you just kind of stumbled across this craziness, right? What's this guy's fighting in a parking lot? And you're like, oh man, why the bad guys get the bad guys cheated to win? That's what it looks like to me. You know, the baby faces are actually pride and powerful at the end of the, at this thing the way it happened. So um, it, it needed to be the feud ender, and it's needed to be more clean with uh, a decisive win by best friends and not. Um, Orange Cassian's involvement. Well, yeah, that was the thing that I was left thinking about was, you know, Jericho's crew didn't have someone out there watching their guys back. Like, you know, they got outsmarted or whatever, which is fine. I, the, the way that I saw that was in a street fight or a parking lot brawl, the, the guys who Jericho calls that terrible word that, that I won't even use uh, starts with a th. He calls them street, and then the other word. Those guys losing in this kind of brawl to the white meat baby faces who hug. I think is, I, I, I don't know. Based on so, so what we've seen from both teams so far, hmm, I, I don't know if I would necessarily buy it from how they've been booked. So I was okay with that because it gave the the tough guys a, a little bit of a way out. I see what you're saying, though. 
the one thing I I I really like about this because because some not everyone has has liked this match because it's very close to you know Matt Hardy getting hurt in that match and you know just doing dangerous things you know kind of overdoing it a little bit I get that side too but the thing I really liked is to do this match as the main event of this show was a little ballsy because these guys are not main eventers mm-hmm. and so you know you're in a, you're in a wrestling war. Though, on the other side, NXT didn't really go with their main eventers uh, in the main event either. So, you know, that 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 was probably pretty equal, I, I, I guess, um, because you have this crazy match that people probably had a, had trouble turning away from against, you know, someone who they're trying to push, NXT trying to push in Damian Priest, and he's got, like, the best guy to, to wrestle in that match. But it was ballsy to put those guys in the main event, and this match was twice as good as it would have been in a wrestling ring three yeah. oh, times yeah. as good as it would have been when when they're just trying to figure out a way to do creative things that you know because everyone on that show does create so this stood out in, in a way different way because it had to and they didn't have to worry about you know pushing putting chairs and people taking crazy things off of chairs because they had all of that stuff just right there. So it's just like, here's your playground, go have fun. And I thought, I thought, you know, I thought it worked. I think, um, I, I watched it later. I didn't actually see it until the morning and I'd heard so much about it. I was like, wow, they really hit a home run. And then I guess I didn't even realize when I heard it was in the main event segment, I was like, wow, they, they really believed in this match. So good for them. And, you know, it worked out. I just I, I do get it though we don't we don't need to have these crazy stunt matches in a parking lot or in a, in a back you know in, in in an alleyway or where there's concrete too often because it it really just you know you you start thinking about oh Matt Hardy just had just almost broken his head you know in a similar situation why are we doing this again I, I and, totally get that and it looked like a lot of those cars I don't think the cars were gimmicked with like that fake sugar glass that got so you that- think. Do you think uh, Trent took that, that whatever that choke slam or whatever? And Maybe broke that the glass? one. There might have been one or two, but a lot of those, a lot of those windows weren't breaking. Like, you know, sugar glass shatters, right, and it, it breaks a lot. Some of those, yeah, they were all cut off, up right? on their back. Yeah, they were cut up. So that, that was it was a little dangerous, but um, and some of the stuff on the, you know, on the cement was you know crazy. But I mean, it's a it's a parking lot brawl. It's like if you do it once and here, but the problem with AEW, they do a lot of these kind of things, right? Yeah. So, um, but I think the placement of it was perfect because you know if you put it in the middle of the show or the opener, can't follow I mean, it. What's going to follow it exactly? Yeah. So I would I would have closed it. And I think yeah, they're not the main event guys, but I think you know if you're scanning channels and you come across it, you I mean if you see guys fighting in a parking lot like they did and in, 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 in a believable, aggressive way and not just you know being goofy. Um, I think you. I think they were counting people stopping in and checking it out. All right. Is there any more likes on your end? I only had three myself. That was it. Yeah. Okay. So before we get to our dislikes, let's talk about Bet Online and our Giants. Mm-hmm. They just won two games in a row, so they're. I haven't checked. They're either seventh or eighth in the eight. Uh, the eight playoff team race here. They got three games coming up with the A's, and then they got a ridiculous uh, schedule of games next week because then the season is over. And so 
The Giants may actually be a playoff team. I'm a little bit worried about this weekend series. I'm always worried about playing mm-hmm. San Diego and those mashers. But if you are a Giants fan, like us, and you enjoy what you're seeing on that team, maybe head over to, to bet online. I know we're talking about football mostly here. Football betting is king. Um, our Niners lost, <laughs> and the Giants have been playing well, so I'm focusing a little bit more on baseball. But, um, you know, you may not, we're, we're not actually going to be at games this year. I would love to see playoff baseball again. Uh, I was at the 2014 World Series, actually, the only game that they lost at home in that World Series. I was there. Ridiculous. Um, but, you know, you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. For football, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on the opening bonuses today and start wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. And don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. BLUEWIRE, all in one word. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. For the record, they are the seventh seed currently. The Giants are. Yeah, that's what I want. That's where I want them to be too, because then they <laughs> they avoid Dodgers Padres for the first two rounds at least, mm-hmm. and then you you know if you get that far, then you play them in the look who's in this championship series. Chicago White Sox, dude, I they're mean, like the best team in baseball yeah, after the Dodgers. Right, Cincinnati now. Reds are in this playoff. You know, Miami Marlins, like of the no fans and all that craziness of twenty twenty COVID. Like, at least when it comes to this baseball playoffs, there's some variety, you know, with well, the... half the, more than half the teams are going to... Of course. And I, I got my, my, my fear is that they're going to keep this. And uh, They already said that they think that they're going to have it next year, Ugh. which is... Yeah, if you, if you want to check out a thread in our Facebook group, the baseball thread, Brady, who... Uh, Brady Childs, uh, I think his dream was really to be like a baseball writer... And he's written, he's, I think he's, um, I don't know if he's still writing for the Red Sox now, but uh, I know he wrote, he wrote about them last year and he's so frustrated with, with these rules and with what, what they want to do in the future. He's like, oh, they're, you know, they're going to destroy my sport. So yeah, that's, that's a fun thread. And finally, Brady and I agree on something. (laughs) If they keep the damn seven innings, uh, doubleheader. Well, I don't think they'll have to worry about that unless we're in the same spot with yeah. COVID as we are. Or now. the oh the the uh, the extra innings runner on second. Oh man, I'm just I think like, that's the I think that that could be here to stay because this is kind of like the experiment of it. But I hate that too. Oh, that's the worst. So I'll, I'll quickly shout out my podcast that I do with my partner uh, Brad Evans. I'm cheating on you here a little bit, John. Uh, we do the Thompson to Clark podcast and it's been a lot of fun. It's only weekly, so it's only usually Monday or Tuesday, but yeah, we're having a blast talking giants. Cause you know, the, it was just a funky season and we're like, you know what? Like, let's just do it. Let's just try it. And I had to talk him into it. He, he used to do when I was in college, he was kind of like, you know, the guy that I wanted to be because he was doing play by play for the San Jose Giants so that we're talking like you know 97 probably he's you know he's got like some pretty cool interviews of when Ryan Vogel song was in a ball and stuff so 
I just wanted to get him back in the mix because you know he was the guy. He was the radio guy back when I was in college. I was like, oh, I just, I just need Wonder to be a little bit more like Brad. If he knows the old scorekeeper Sam Larocca, who's not related to me, but he is actually my bought my dad's boss in the city of San Jose Park oh, Recreation. No so uh, he used to do. Um, he used to be this, this official scorekeeper there at the Muni Stadium, and we used to always go and say hi to him when we go to games. So yeah, cool, pretty cool. All right, yeah, Thompson and Clark, if you want to listen to some giant stuff, we, we're all on the social medias and anywhere you can find podca- podcasts at Thompson to Clark. Number two. All right, so let's talk about the dislikes here for this show. I'll start. Um, so in the opening match, did you say that Luchasaurus did like a moonsault, standing moonsault? Yes. Because then in the second match, Adam Page did a standing shooting star, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why it bothered me, because the moves are slightly different. But I was like, we see this this guy do this move, and then this guy do this move. Well, that move must not be that hard. Well, especially one guy's six foot, what, three or four? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, the, the repetition of doing those in back-to-back matches, I don't think it would have bothered me if the matches were you know, maybe two matches apart or something, but for whatever reason, just because they're in the first two matches, I was like, huh, the, 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 it looks so similar. Um, but that wasn't the only repetition that bothered me. So we'll talk about this segment, I'm sure a little bit in a little bit, but when Eddie Kingston and his crew, um, <laughs> uh, were out talking, uh, I think, uh, was it, was it the Lucha Bros? Did they like grab people and start beating them up and pull yeah, them into the ring? Eddie Kingston told them, the, or no, no, I think it was, uh, first it was, might've been, uh, Butcher and Blade. Butcher and Blade. Yeah. Okay. So they do that. They go and grab someone, throw them in the ring, beat them up. He's, te- he's calling them by their name. Oh, green hair and, you know, haircut or whatever. And so then Lance Archer, who's going to be in the main event of their big anniversary show, he goes in the crowd and does the same thing. And that's kind of his gig, which is to grab someone and intimidate them and, and mess with them. And so I was like, why did that need to happen in the Butcher and the Blade segment if we were going to get that in the Lance Archer segment? I was just like, that's another sort of repetitive thing that we didn't need to see. And I'll uh, uh, one of our, our friends in, in the podcast group, Jason Robar, is the one who pointed that second one out because I, I hadn't gotten to that part in the match yet. But just the kind of the small detail things where I think if they would have re and, and this was a tape show, so it's not like, you know, they, they didn't they weren't able to think of it. But maybe it doesn't really bother them that much. But just as as a viewer, to me, those things stood out as as kind of being a little sloppy. Yeah. You know, um, you know, what's stupid about them tacking the, the quote unquote fans and pulling people in to beat up is that the other fans that are hanging out with them are not doing anything. Right. Well, they're supposed to be scared, right? Yeah. Well, it's just a dumb segment. I, like, they put these guys together, and like each segment by the by the show is just getting worse and worse for these guys. Like I, I want to see these guys less and less. Um, and in Kingston had this great debut, and each week less and less. I want to see him now even more. Um, yeah, I thought this was this was lame. One of my this was definitely on my dislikes. I did not like this segment at all. This is the probably one of the weakest of a segment at least not match but just a segment just the weakest on the show and regarding lance archer thing too i think that's stupid as well i you know i thought it was stupid in new japan where he just walk around and beat up young boys it was almost like and the fans were laughing at it 
not in horror. Like, this is not the old days where Bruce Brody came out and people ran away, you know, or she came out and ran away. Like, people, it's just, it's a stupid thing. It's a stupid thing. Why, why wouldn't he, why didn't he be fine? Why don't fish would be upset with him? Why can't he just, just, just on his own, just beat people up at ringside? It's just, it's just, it's just stupid. I, I would like to see him stop that. I mean, I know it's his shtick, but it's a shtick he needs to give up. But, um, but yeah, you're right. It's just, they both do the same thing. And my thing was like, why did the fans just, why didn't they, what was Billy Gunn sitting there laughing? You know, like, you know, he's six foot five and he's just watching these guys. He's just been cheering with next to him. Yeah. Hey, all right. Let's go. And then all of a sudden like, Oh, he got thrown in the garbage. Okay, cool. Beat him up. You know, just stupid. Just. So also Kingston's promo. I'm still not sure what the point was. Like, okay. They've, they've mm-hmm. got family matters, but what what was the point of the whole segment? Like, I feel like they could have done this in a, you know, in a pre-produced segment or maybe they could have done this on Being the Elite. Like, what was the reason to take up valuable TV time to get this storyline across? But I didn't really feel like there was any advancement at all. Like, they felt like they were in no. the same spot. No, this is... I Well, I guess last week there were the... The Lucha Brothers are arguing. This they week, shook hands. They shook hands. So I guess this is they're showing they're made up, and now they're one. But Blade has to go get his wife back. So, um, which no one cares. About. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen his wife in a, in a while. It's, it's the best because she's with Brandy, and then you know, we don't want them wrestling. We don't want no. them wrestling on TV. Um. So yeah. So those are my main two dislikes there were there was stuff that i was just sort of like eh not not good not bad i wasn't really too bothered but the one thing i wanted to ask you about was the thunder rosa and eva lease match that match sucked because when i watched i actually did i actually thought the match was fun at the end but when i watched the match i didn't realize that they were pissed off at each other and then a, a story came out uh, today where, you know, I, I don't know what exactly the story is. I'm sure people can presume that Ivelisse is just frustrated with something because that's kind of her reputation. I don't know what Thunder Rosa, if she has any any reputation like that either. But there's a there's a there's a full Nelson spot in in this match, and someone put the uh, the video of it on Twitter, and so Ivelisse is sitting down she's like sitting on her on her butt and she's looking at someone i'm not sure who she's looking at diamante maybe and thunder rosa comes from behind her and she puts her in a full nelson ivalice rather than fight getting into the full nelson she sees thunder rosa come back and she just raises her left arm i think it was her left arm or maybe it's her right arm so that thunder rosa can put her in the move raises her other arm so thunder rosa can put her in the move and just looked like like I, I i don't i don't care like i'm upset or something like and it was really weird when i watched it back because i didn't realize during the match that something was on i didn't know if you caught any of that i didn't see the segment um i, I saw the issues with them in the on the show i mean i saw the match the match that they aired i saw um you could tell elisa was not into it you could tell she's probably pissed off that she's losing mm-hmm. um she's always known to have an attitude problem you know people are like why did they sign her nxt why did they pick her up she had an attitude problem why she piss off everyone lucha and lucha on her ground she has an attitude problem um you know she just has she just has an attitude and a p- piss poor attitude 
And this match here alone, like you tell, like the opening slap, she was, you know, a little stiff with it. Um, There's, there's definitely off on timing in the beginning. Um, She tried to sandbag that tombstone pile driver on, on Thunder Rosa who powered her up and was able to do it. But you know, that sucked. Um, You know, I, I thought Thunder Rosa was doing her best. You know, it was the saddest part was like, I think Jim Ross mentions that he's been wrestling for like 20 some years and like that. But like Thunder Rosa is like so far ahead of her, you mm-hmm. know, and she's only been doing it for like, I believe five. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then selling the selling, like she like nonchalant, uh, least nonchalantly just puts her hair back. Right. Yeah. It's just she doesn't care. Is she, she's one of those people that if if she's not featured, she's not the focus, and she or she's losing. They just don't give a hundred percent. But and she, I mean, she knows this is billed as an NWA championship match. I know she can't know. win this match. Garrett has lost stupid people in wrestling. <laughs> Dude, I one time, I one time, shit you not, booked the battle royal. And I had the Reno scum in it. And they had a stage to have this. Reno scum was not just two guys. It was like Adam Thornstow, Luster Legend, Paul's Door, who's like seven feet tall. Oh, man. Um, there's uh, a manager. And there was a uh, Malachi. He was in it, um, a big guy. And But I booked the Battle Royal. And I had, you know, I had a spot where I wanted, <laughs> I wanted Reno scum to eliminate the seven footer yeah because i wasn't they were an apw they weren't booked as the reno scum right they were just booked separately and i wanted them to double team and throw the the giant out right because you know i i had visions of road warriors eliminating undertaker and yeah, 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 yeah. Royal Rumble. You, you you gotta you gotta get the big man out when you can and i and i remember in the back i was like I was walking the back, and I think it was Adam. No, it was always Adam because Lester's pretty cool. Adam's the more of a drama queen one, and he, you know, he's like, "Hey, um, do you think uh, you think it's okay? We don't eliminate. We're not the ones that eliminate Paul Isadora because uh, you know he's you know everywhere else he's like with Reno Scum, and that'd be just kind of weird." I'm just like. And that's not like it matters because then it's not the it's not going to end it's not going to mess my finish up right yeah it wasn't it wasn't the main spot of yeah it. yeah it's not going to ruin anything about it. I don't want to argue over something stupid like this and I just go yeah what the heck then I just buried him to everyone I talked to after that like what the, <laughs> like dude you know like it's just like the stupidest stuff like dude like we're in Hayward in a gym of seventy five people and by the way. No one's getting Reno's gonna get upset about this. Not yeah. gonna make the papers, you know, just stupid. People are dumb, like, you know, like they just think t- way too much of, in their head about stuff. And, you know, like I said, there's, there's certain people like that, and she's one of them. Are those guys still working for Impact? Yeah, yeah, they're doing, they're doing Impact stuff. Do you, how are they doing? I haven't seen any of that stuff yet. Um, I watched, uh, I, I always, I have a weird wish with Impact Wrestling. I'll watch like for a good four to six weeks and then not watch for another 12 months or something, mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of like that right now. Um, but, uh, they, I saw them work Carl and Lou Gallows and the match was fine. They're kind of just like, they're mid card. There's some mid carders. Mm-hmm. I think they could do more with them. Um, especially Luster. I think Luster is underutilized there, you know, cause he's the star of the team. He stands out. He, he looks like something and he's a good talker. He really is. They, they let him talk, but, um, you know, I think they, you know, I would like to see them do something with Luster, but yeah, we'll see. 
All right, what else was on your dislikes list here? Uh, um, well, we talked about the, t- the two I had on there, Orange Cassidy and um, the Eddie Kingston segment. Um, I did not like Chris Jericho, Jake Hager versus Private Party. Didn't like this match at all. I don't... I, I guess in continuity, it makes sense. They gave so much to Private Party considering they gave so much to Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. So. Well, they're setting up a singles match probably, right? With Jericho and Quinn? Yeah, it looks like that's going to happen. Someone pointed out to me they think Quinn will be turning, hmm. which would be interesting, which I think would be a bad move. I mean, good for Quinn, but bad for the other guy, you know. Um, what are you going to do with him? Um, I thought uh, I thought the match was just all over the place. The cutoff, they used the baseball bat as a cutoff. Like, why? Use it for, if you're going to use it, use it for the finish, you know. Don't like. Well, they got he's got the Judas effect, man. That's just as good as a baseball bat. Oh sure, the Judas yeah. effect was really sweet, though. I thought yeah, I thought that looked really good. nice. Yeah, you know Jake Hager, you're you're trying to promote him as this badass Bellator undefeated fighter, and he's bumping around for, you know, what's his name? Uh, either one of those guys because they're so small. It's just it was just I mean. They need to be dominant, Jericho and Hager. If they're going to build them up for a tag title shot, they need to beat these guys. They need to they need to squash certain people. They should have squashed Sonny Kiss and George Allen last week, and they should have beat these guys this week. Because what's prior party story? The story is that they're but being mentored by Matt Hardy, right? But what if like this match here, Matt Hardy's in the back instead of attacking Matt Hardy, they're talking about this match, and Matt Hardy's coaching him. But you know how some young kids that think they know it all. Right, they think they know it all, and they think they're they have the, you know, they're listening, but they have a plan, and they're, they're and they think they're they're going to be able to beat these guys. And Matt Hart's like, hey, be careful of this, be careful of that. And like, no, nah, no, nah, we got it, we got it. And they go out and get torched, and then they start believing in Matt Hardy now. Now Matt Hardy's like, okay, we did it your way. Now it's time to listen to me. And now you build these guys up as as they listen to Matt Hardy and build them up to. To get a win, now when they face him next time, they have a competitive match with them. Now it's like, oh, they've learned from Matt. The match coach is working. They're excelling. They might beat him for the tag titles. If that's the case, they win the tag titles, Jericho and Hager. You know, it, it'd be it'd be a nice story for them. But, you know. So, so you're telling me that Matt Hardy has Hardy, Hardy Boys Matt Hardy, Broken Matt Hardy, and there's a version of like Vince Lombardi, Matt Hardy no, in there. No, no, coach, <laughs> coach John Tolis from Night uh, SummerSlam 1990 with the whistle. With the whistle, yeah, yeah. So no, no, but you know what I'm talking about though. Um, coach, you know, what coach, it, coach Ray Lloyd. That's a that's a that's a deep cut from the Thunder days. Um, the, you know, the sense that I'm getting with Jericho is. He, I think he's starting to see himself as a little bit more of a mentor and a little bit more of like a, you know, who who do I see good things in as I as I wrestle them? And I think the ones that he sees good things in, those are the ones he's trying to, you know, get over in his own matches. I have a sense that he really likes. Uh, Sonny Kiss's athleticism, so he was trying to showcase that. I think he really wants to showcase like certain things about about this match. And so, you know, when you say they need to squash them, I just don't think that's in their mentality because he knows or they know 
that there's still good things they want to showcase and they're going to win anyways. So why not give them something? I think that's the mentality. That's kind of what I'm gauging. But, you know, I, I Jericho's, you know, a 30 year vet, right? So mm-hmm. he's, he's, there's got to be a reason, right? He's just not doing it just to do it. I, I think they're, they're just in that mentality. They like to give everyone something, you know, they're just, everyone has to have a moment, but you got to build people up. You got to have some momentum and, you know, you just, if everyone's equal, big deal, but like, it's okay to build some badasses and build to like, as they're coming up, like, oh man, they're just, they're destroying this division, you know, like who's going to stop them. And when they do finally meet the tippy top, you know, division, then, then, then it's that now it feels bigger because he's been, they've been squashed people leading up that way or beating people convincingly. Um, and then the, and a attachment to this or the segment before when they, when Matt Hardy was attacked, what did you think mm-hmm. of that? You love it? <laughs> it was, it almost happened too fast for me to even realize what happened. I saw Matt Hardy on the ground and Jericho's got the bat. So it's very easy to go. Oh, of course, Jericho beat him. But I feel like if Jericho, who beat him? Yeah, if Jericho beat him, he would have hid the bat in some way, and and that wouldn't be like on the screen. So, I think it's like a, a beginning of a, of a longer story, which I'm totally fine with. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I didn't I, I don't I didn't know what they were doing, but I also, you know, it just kind of was there. I was like, oh, what's going on here? It was quick, and you know, thank God no one hit Alex Marvez this week. But the best part was when um, God, I don't remember the other guy's name. I know Quinn. But who's the other? Cassidy? He's a kid. Isaiah Cassidy. Isaiah Cassidy. Thank you. Gosh, I never forget. I always forget his name. Um, he Alex Marvez asked him, like, what happened? He's like, I don't know. We were just strategizing. And then, bam. Or, you know, and I'm like, were you strategizing in the closet with the lights off? Like, how did you not see Matt Hardy get hit? He, right? he, he, he was, he was uh, thinking about a promo or something. He was like, kind of looking in the air. Were your back towards like, and then, you know, and of course, I think they want you to think Jericho did it, but like I said, it, I'm, I'm guessing it's someone else. And, yeah, and uh, I didn't really, I didn't realize, I didn't catch it. Someone pointed out to me that they they feel like maybe Quinn will be turning or something mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people see future stardom in Quinn, right? Um, you know, I mean, he's a great athlete. I definitely like him better. Yeah, so I I, I think it. It'd be a poor move. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, at least if I was his partner, if they are doing that. I'd be like, oh damn, what are they gonna do with me? You know. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, but yeah, it was just I wasn't this match. This is the only thing that kind of like, like the Kingston segment. In this and this really this match really brought the show down. But overall, and then the girls match too was wasn't that good. But overall, I'm like I focus on the fo- I focus on the positive. Loved that tag match in the opener, and I loved uh, the angle, the big angle with Max Mox and Hobbs. And you know, Paige and Kazarian was was good, just a little bit too long. It wasn't like that offensive, but you know, and I like the parking lot bra. So I thought this, I was really happy, man. You know, like I said, I don't want to just knock AEW. I want to talk about the good stuff, you know. And here I'm like, man, that's a, it felt like a pro wrestling show finally, instead of all the craziness and the goofiness. And I'm glad, I'm glad. Hope they this is taped though, which is interesting. So. So that was interesting that they had this already planned. So that's good. Maybe they're gonna. Maybe this is gonna be the way going forward. Some some solid shows with everything. Yeah. So let's talk about this NXT show, and I'll lead because my favorite thing and my second favorite thing all night to the mocks and Will Hobbs builds to that six man was violent Kushida. 
Wow, that's your favorite thing. Wow. That's, that's cool. Fa- that was my favorite thing on this show. I, and, and look, I like this version of Austin Theory better than when he was previously on NXT and better than when he was on Raw. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For whatever reason, like he came back and I just think he looks so much more polished. Like he looks, he now looks like someone who you can say is going to be one of the next guys. Like previously when people were saying it, I was like, how? Like he looks so confused out there. But now... But he got, you know, that short time, even though it was on, you know, once a week on a Monday, but he's also was working with people, veterans. And so he was learning and then sure. he took his time off, whatever the reasons, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, I think he kind of figured out, uh, maybe he figured out a character. Maybe he figured out, I'm going to be this guy that, bu- you know, I'm going to be a bumping around heel and cocky and arrogant. And yeah. I'm gonna just, just be me, you know? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't need to bump forwards off of stuff that he should fall backwards on, but... I thought this was awesome. Like maybe even Kushida beat him a little bit too violently, but man, like I like this little character. Cause I'm, I'm still not sure. I'm like, okay, he is being heelish, but he's exciting and I'm rooting for him, but there's a little bit of a, a of a gray area to him. And, but he punished, you know, Austin there. He held on to, to the, to the lock, you know, an, an extra two seconds or whatever. So there's something going on, but I just, I don't know. I, I just loved the short, the, this match wasn't too long. It was, it was, it was on the shorter end, but for whatever reason, Kushida just, he was just so gigantic on my TV screen. I loved him. Yeah. 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 No, I, I love those aggressive too. I, I hope they build to a match with him and Finn Balor for the title. That, I think he's I, it's supposed to be in the five way. Okay. Oh, the, the the gauntlet match. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think I think that'd be a great television match, right? To the main event and give them twenty and let them go and they let them tear it up. Um. Yeah. I this match too was on my likes or dislikes. Um. I I like I really like what Austin's doing as well. Um. He has two losses now in a row. Maybe he needs to be associated with someone, mm-hmm. right? Maybe he needs. I don't know who. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I could kind of see him with Gargano. That'd be an interesting pairing, you know, Garna him maybe, possibly. Um, you know, some kind of a group thing or tag team thing or someone associated with. Cause I could see him as like this. He's a young gun. And I could see him just like with Seth Rollins, learn from someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's, I think he really did that short period of time he was on the main roster. He, you know, used that time to learn from these people. And I'm sure he got a lot of advice from a lot of great people. And, put it all together on his time off and now he's back and I, I really like his entrance his the whole like almost Terminator thing you know with the with the it's really cool too as well um and yeah and I like his work he's, he's a talented kid 22 years old my goodness yep yep all right what about you um oh my favorite like my the main event I love that main event god the chemistry so the chemistry between those two guys priest Damian Priest and Timothy Thatcher I mean this match was awesome. It was really damn good. Like everything looked great. Um, Thatcher, you know, he's brilliant, and Damian Priest is just perfect with them. Perfect, the perfect striker to work with a grappler with like Timothy Thatcher. They just styles just match so well. Um, I want to see more of this. I know he did beat. You know, I did. I know that Damian Priest beat him clean here, but like I felt like even though Timothy Thatcher lost, it's like. He lost, but like you're like, man, I, I want to see more of him. You know, I, there's there's more for him to to uh, to accomplish here in NXT. So, do you do you worry about him losing 
too much though because they they build him up for these main events mm-hmm. and he ends up losing and then they build him up for the main event again and he ends up losing i want to see him you know win win one of these matches that mm-hmm. that he's built up for not because i mean p- partially because i really love watching him wrestle and i know he's a heel so you know they want the baby faces to win these these short feuds but i would love to see him go on a little bit of a run so that yeah. that next baby face they build for it really means a, a little bit more yeah, yeah. No, I like to see him go for a run too. But he, he's also a guy that can get beat and, and not losing steam as much. But yeah, I I would like to see them do a keep keep in a program or come back to it. You know, in a month or two, I'd love to see him build up to that uh, fight pit match. Mm-hmm. You know, I think those guys would just kill it in that. Um, that would be a great finale, and it'd be great if Thatcher could win the title there. And, and I think that should be a good guy for him to to lose it to. And um, yeah, man, that's that. This is a great professional wrestling match. Okay, so I, I'm completely with you. That was uh, my second like, and then my third. I, the opener. I mean, you can't leave the opener off. I thought this match may have gone a little bit too long, but um, I thought. Yeah, the I think the only thing that I thought was really off was the was the finish because mm-hmm. she was so far out, and and so Io had to kind of Io wasn't able to get out that far on the moonsault, so she kind of just clipped her with her legs. Um, but you know, we when when Shotzi first started kind of being pushed on this show, I was like, mm, I'm not really sure, and I know that you know just for you know her a little bit better just from her actual wrestling skills. And, you know, you were like, yeah, you know, she's going to have to, you know, she's going to have to really get in, like, like become a better wrestler in that character because the character is very entertaining. She's very charismatic. She's got a different look. She doesn't look like, you know, everybody else. So I think that works for her. And I will say in these matches where she's having uh, these matches with these good wrestlers, she's holding her own. And I think she's looking, uh, she's looking like she has improved, and so I really enjoy that Shotzi character. Eo's great. Eo can wrestle in in you know Eo can be the champion forever for all I care because she's she's just so classic and and just everything she does is high quality. But I do like the idea. You know, it's not Shotzi's time right now, and I think it's pretty clear, right? It's like oh, we're gonna give her a little something, and then we're gonna move on. But now she's a, a tick level higher than she was four weeks ago. And I think that was the point. And so I really, I like this match. I didn't love, love, love this match. I see some people saying that, you know, this was such a great match. You know, it was a really good match for what they were trying to do, I thought. Yeah, it was, it was uh, really good stuff. Um, Shotzi, you know, she's improving. I mean, she's proving because she's working with a lot better, a lot better people than she did on the indies. You know, <laughs> it's just the way it is. And she has the coaching. She has a trait. She has a, great people to, to bounce off with and you know I mean, god you have triple h there you have Shawn michaels you know matt bloom etc i mean the list goes on she, she's she, she's blessed to be in that system and you know, and she's with in, in with one of the very best in the world in eo um you know the first part of the match started off you know i think shossi was about to step behind a little bit mm-hmm. might have been nerves or whatever it was a little bit overly choreographed for me but then it really settled in and Shotzi, you know, she, not only does she have a great look, it's unique. She's just she stands out. She's big personality, 
but she's nuts. <laughs> like, you know, like in a good way. I mean, like, you know, she's she's down, she's she's ballsy. Like she said, that's okay. I got balls, right? She she'll she's down for whatever. Um, which could be a bad thing too, because you know, she might, you know, maybe want maybe one, two extra risks, I think, but mm-hmm. You know, they would have to kind of pull her back from that. But I thought she did a great job here all in all. And I was really impressed with her in this match. And, yeah, it was definitely a, a match to say, hey, look out, look for this girl in 2021, right? Not, it's not our time yet. Yeah. And I thought they accomplished everything. Um, EO just, you know, hitting her with the knees on the moonsault. You know, that was basically on Shotzi. You know, she should have rolled in, not rolled out. Um, and that's what that happened, you know. And the best part of that, when she when she hit the knees, I mean, first I was like, Oh damn, she killed her was cause all the wrestlers are around the ring as fans. Like that, that shot to the fans who like, or the wrestlers who are watched it, you see their facial expressions because <laughs> they all know they all been there when someone well, but, landed but, a little but, rough on them. You know, EO, when she was ready to go up, you could tell she was like, she hesitated for a second and she kind of turned her a little bit. She looked but, back. Yeah, but it was like, but oh my god, this is far. But she is not. But she's going up though. It's not on her to jump back down and place her. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, no, no, that's, no, no, uh, no, no, no. I, I, I get that. But I just, I know that she was like, okay, this is a little far. And I don't know how they communicate or how shot like shots shouldn't Shotzi have seen that she was over halfway across the ring. She should have turned, rolled in, and she also should turn ahead. Away from EO, not towards EO too. That was also a big mistake. Yeah, you know? so that's why she came. I mean, it was a, it was a mixture of things, but um, but you know, EO. I mean, what's she gonna do? It's it's it's, it's Shotzi's. You know, she can place her if she had a body slam, but yeah. she was already down. So you're not gonna put her. She's already down. So you're not gonna pick her up to place her back down, right? So, um, so she went with it, and I like that EO just goes and hits the moonsault. Like it's not like this complicated spot to lead into it. It's not like they're both fighting on on the second rope or top rope. She back elbows her and she takes you know the girl takes this big schoolboy second schoolboy bump off the off the second rope boom and then she hits a moonsault. It has to be some kind of like big beautiful spot. It's like sometimes she just goes she just has a girl down and she just goes up there and just hits it. So um, yeah, I thought this was uh, really well done. I, I was like, man, they're opening with this and. And yeah, man, they kicked, they kicked ass. You know, hats off to Shotzi. All right, did Anything? you have do you have another like or was that it? Yeah, I mean, I do. Your favorite tag team, uh, Breezango and Pyram had another great match. I thought that this was match that. was fantastic. You didn't watch it? No, I watched it, but you know, I just don't buy those guys at all. <laughs> but you can you appreciate the quality of work though. The, the match. match was the match was fine. I, I liked the match. I was, but the, I find myself rooting for the bad guys because I don't buy the baby faces at all. I mean, it was. I like the psychology of the match. I like that it was like you know Breeze, uh, Breeze, uh, Breeze, Tyler Breeze. Actually, when he finally got in, it was during the hot tag, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't you know they they cut off the bay faces right away, and there's all the heat on Fandango. Um, the finish was creative as hell. That lead into the the cradle was awesome. The, okay, the, there's one. There was one thing that I was going to ask you about now. Now that you start talking about this match. So, like you said, they were keeping, um, actually, I don't remember exactly what happened, but there there was a a part where one of the guys from Imperium runs in, and was it like a knee or something? 
now I forget. I actually forgot the the thing. But there there was just a, a thing with the ref where the ref saw the interference, and then the guy who was actually in the ring rolled up the guy off of the other uh, off of his partner's interference, which is illegal. And the ref was right there, and I was like, oh, he's just going to count this. He saw the interference is what caused the pinfall. And that was what I was going to ask you about. Like if you saw that part, Uh, I'd look back. Well, I don't know if I will go back and watch it, but you know, because so much stuff I had to watch now, but, uh, yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe something important. The only thing I thought about the match I I was kind of frustrated with was mostly with Tyler breeze on the outside during the hot tag, during a tag. Like at times I felt like he was just watching the match instead of like, you know, being in, like moving around, rooting his partner on is almost like he was just sitting there watching. I thought that was, you know, I, I wanted to see, like he got excited, you know, he got like started like reaching out for a tag when he got close and all that stuff. But like during the, the heat, I wanted to, I don't know, it was me a little more vocal, more into it. Um, I always look at that in tag matches to see if the partners are, even though you're on the outside and you're not in there doing stuff, mm-hmm. um, I like to see them working it because it's, it, it, you know, especially with the crowd there too. I mean, I know that, you know, it's, it's a, the rest of the crowd, but you know, it's part of their job is the, you know, you're just making people suspend his belief. If you're not into on the outside, then how can you be into what's going on in the ring? So I thought that was, you know, I thought that was, other than that, I thought other than that the match, I thought the finish of that was freaking great. You know, Imperium's so good. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're so, I don't know if they're going to get many votes for tag team of the year, but they should. I mean, they're, they're, they're top notch. No, I really liked them. And the thing that they've had to do is they've had to continue to stay over without their big their big guy. You know, mm-hmm. they've been away from him and they've had to continue to stay over with the fans without him as the focal point, which I think has been probably really good for them because then when he does come back, then that just raises their visibility yeah. even more. Yeah, and, and they're smartly booked. I mean, they were, you know, they were, they were given the tag title run. You know, a lot of people probably weren't expecting that, and so it made you, you know, kind of them stand out and take them serious. If you, if you didn't watch NXT UK and didn't know who they were, you know, all you know is Walter, and he has some other guys with him. Like now, after this, now you know who Fabian Eichner is and Marcel Bartel, and and hopefully they won over some new fans because I just think you know, I'm sure you know FTR is is probably the best tag team especially after that performance on wednesday i mean for sure but i think Imperium's like right there with them along with you know o'reilly and fish too like i just think those are the top tag teams all right so let's talk about dislikes uh i'll start I, even though these segments were short i still didn't like the gargano candace and, and tegan knox stuff it just i i i think they were trying to keep it shorter uh, because last week was so bad, but when Candice and Tegan are supposed to cut these like really succinct promos, I could tell that you know they a couple times Candice like looked up and to the right trying to remember what she's gonna say, and then Tegan was like kind of looking down and to the right trying to remember what she was gonna say, and I mean maybe that was the best version of it, but I just thought like can't can't like there's got to be better cuts of these promos because. You know the the faster and the more consistent they can get them out, like it, the the more I'm gonna believe it. But I don't know. I, I didn't think either of them. Was, I know Johnny was Johnny was trying. I thought I thought Candice was okay, but I still thought Tegan was really bad. Yeah, I don't think they're all into it. I don't know, but I 
it's like one of those wrestling segments where it's like, okay, I feel like a Hollywood writer is writing this, right? This he, this is on the creative team. He was the, the, the Hollywood guy came up with this storyline, right? That's why I feel. And then you can tell who the wrestling stuff. Can, but can we like get them real cameras? Like why does everything have to be shot on like the iPhone? Like it just I doesn't know, look I great. Know. And my favorite thing is that Candace and Johnny, when they're talking about the TV being broken and they're going to order a new one, it's coming and, and all of this, but... You know, they're not in the same house because the couch in the house that they're at was like in the middle of the room. This one. Oh, no, no. He was saying they were in the guest room, I think. Oh, That's what OK. Said. Thank God. Yeah, he I, was I saying because that because the TV's broken. So he didn't want right, to go downstairs and there's still spaghetti downstairs. So he didn't he didn't. Oh, wanna, he didn't want to go down there. He, he was staying upstairs. This segment just makes me sick. I think I just turned my brain off. I was like, <laughs> let's just get through it, you know. But uh, okay, okay. Well, then shit. A plus segment. I love this. This is great. <laughs> no, um, no, I still hate it. I, this is just not the best. This is not the best use of these guys. I, it's it's just. I mean, it, I, I'm assuming, you know, Gar- Gargano, just by nature of his his sort of the way, at least as far as I understand it, with his body. Probably not best for him to wrestle every week. So you got to do other stuff with him so that he stays healthy. And maybe he, maybe he's mostly like, you know, a takeover wrestler with you know uh, an important match on TV. And, and and maybe he can't work as much as maybe we would like to see him work. So they got to find other stuff for him to do. Well, I, I don't mind him being involved in this because I think he wants to give a rub to his girl too. You know what I mean? And and so I think it's he. he I mean, it's about the Garganos versus Tegan, and and I like Johnny's. You know, he's like, I don't like this girl at all, like, you know, <laughs> and all that stuff. So it, it, he's he's really good. I like his I like his heel stuff, you know. But uh, well, obviously, I, I'm guessing he's going to be in that gauntlet match next next week. Yeah. As an aside, this is not a dislike because this was not really on the show. But what the f? They have like two and a half weeks to get to this pay per view or something. Yes. Like that? Yes. It feels uh, the takeover on October fourth. Um, I I'm a bit. I was a bit surprised by the date. I thought it'd be later in October, but um, but yeah, two weeks to build. So and we got and we got two. I mean, I'm kind of I'm just like I'm excited for the main event of AEW next week. I'm also excited about this show. You know, I I dig a gauntlet match. I booked. I used to have a, a special event called Gauntlets of the Goal with 20 wrestlers, and it was like you know, of course, you get a towel shot at the end. So gauntlet matches are fun. Um, they're. This, not but this is evil. more like a five-man Royal Rumble with pins. It'll be because, yeah, that, I mean, I the way I did my gauntlet was like one after another, right? You you go until you win, right? Yeah. So I had a lot of short matches, obviously 20 guys. But you can splinter off like programs with it, right? Um, you know, I I had my hall, our show, um, ABW, our big show in October was Halloween Hells, kind of like our quote-unquote the. Uh, feature show like you know wrestlemania i guess for us right and so i used that to gotten the goal to build up my two title matches we had a apw universal title match and we had an apw uh, internet title match so not only the winner of the match became the, t- the championship match but we also you know i got my t- my secondary title match out of it so you could do fun stuff with it but i know it's like what it's every Two wrestlers start every four minutes. After four minutes, the next guy joins. So there'll be a three-way. And I mean, I'm sure no one gets pinned before all five guys. Are in the I, ring. I would guess, unless it's like Cameron Grimes in there or something like that, you know. Which, but I guess my other thing is, 
yeah, there's not a lot of time to build for the next show. But also, they just did a four-way Iron Man match. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now they're doing a nut... Like, there's no... I guess there's no natural storyline build for the next thing. And look, you know, I, I'll give them some of the benefit of the doubt because they didn't expect uh, Cross to be out. They didn't expect him to get hurt. So they, so some of this is just them, you know, having to, to put stuff together. But I, I don't know, like SummerSlam and that takeover felt like there was a long enough time to where they could have maybe organically built some of this stuff a little bit more. It reminds me a lot of like 2009, 2010 WWE, where there would be this random pay-per-view that caught caught up to them. And then it's like, oh, we're going to do a four-way this time. The next one, okay, we're going to do a three-way. And then the next one, we're going to do an elimination match. And it's just like the same guys over and over and over. This is this is sort of similar. I do think this will be better. But that's kind of what it reminds me, the booking. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out who's going to face Finn Balor. Who's the favorite? I mean, could be Ciampa, but there also looks to be maybe Ciampa versus Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, that was match interesting. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, so I think he might be doing that. Uh, Gargano's a chance because you know the, in the it's a different dynamic. As I guess, well, Balor's kind of like his own old island to himself, mm-hmm. right? As a champion, and and uh, the last time they faced, you know, Gargano was a baby face. Um, I think he had a really good match too. So, but I don't know if I feel like Johnny's like there right now for a a title shot. Bronson seems like he's more in into possibly a, uh, a a rematch with Damian Priest because mm-hmm. he you know he pinned him before Damian Priest won the North American titles so I Adam Cole rematch possibly um Pat McAfee no. <laughs> <laughs> um so I don't know so that, that also makes me excited intrigues me and all uh, Kushida you know what the hell right like would that be cool you know so um but yeah that, that's what makes me really interested but one I like gauntlet matches you know, this one has a little bit different rules. Um, I just don't know who's going to win it. So. Yeah. All right. What 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 is a second dislike for you? I didn't like. I didn't like. I didn't dislike the whole segment. I just disliked the end of the segment. I just did not like again. Killian Dane punching Drake. Uh, yeah. Drake Maverick. Yeah. Um, I thought everything leading up to it was great. Um, it didn't make my likes, but like I, th- I just thought, okay, I can see that this this is this is the way to build them as a tag team, right? This is a, a, a an odd couple tag team or, or you know tag team members who don't want to team up, but they eventually do. Um, and I was like, okay, but then he just punches them again. And I'm like, <laughs> and I, I honestly though, I think they can make a great tag team. One I because think I think they're going to be good when they get there, but I just but feel do you like- want to? S- sacrifice Drake Maverick's right. credibility as a geek. Well, you know, and then. Drake Maverick was so over not that mm-hmm. long ago because of that story they were telling. Yeah. You know, and, and so it looks like they waited for him to cool off before doing this. And I don't know, just it was kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, like they didn't really have a follow up after, which I think, you know, they, you know, to their credit. And then they say, no, they never listened to their fans. But like they did. They, they you know, they saw Drake Maverick's, you know, his response he got and you know they they changed plans for that tournament and put him over and and uh, or you know put him you know put him in this position to where he was before I'm sure he wasn't going to be in that mm-hmm. that high of of the standings. So, but I think they could be a great tournament because one, Killian Dane's a, a really good worker. 
Um, very underrated, underappreciated by a lot of people, but he is really damn good. And Drake Maverick is really good in that Ricky Morton smaller babyface role. Like he was so good, you know, getting his ass kicked by, you know, um, Bobby Fish and Rod and Roddy Strong in this. And I, dude, I thought for Roddy Strong and and Fish by Fish were fantastic. Like they're such great dicks, mm-hmm. you know. And, and like and so Bobby Fish is great, like too, because he like. His damn sly smile and laughter, like so natural, like, yeah, we got this, this guy, we're just kicking his ass, you know. And I loved it when they threw uh, Drake Maverick at Killian, he just steps aside. <laughs> and, but, but the vote I liked best was when Killian was like watching the match in the back and he's like chuckling. I got to say, I could say I'm doing that. So I'm like, okay, they're like, I hated it last week what they're doing, but now I can see where they're going. But then the punch happened. And that's when I'm like, oh, why? Why, man? I don't want to see Drake be made a, a geek for weeks now. You know, just, 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 just come on, you know, just, just stop it. And I know this isn't the same angle, but if you do watch SmackDown, Roman Reigns' entire shtick is to not come out in matches until the finish and then he wins. <laughs> so it's oh, kind of weird to see Killian Dane not come out. So when the match started, and Maverick's got to wrestle himself. I was like, oh, what is this? Are they redoing Roman Reigns? There was a different reason, obviously, and they went to mm-hmm. the back. And I thought that helped explain it. But it, it is a little similar to what they're doing with Roman Reigns. Just just that part of it. Oh, God, Roman Reigns is a good deal, huh? He just comes out there and hits a spear and he's just done with it. <laughs> it's like, nice. Yeah, he's like Ronda Rousey winning fights in 60 seconds. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, that was... I have one more, but do you have one more? Uh, I do. So the I, I don't like just picking on some of these segments where it's just women with not a lot of uh, you know. I get I, I hate to say green because I'm not a, a wrestler, so that seems like wrestler terminology. But someone who hasn't you know been on TV very often. And so I liked the idea uh, of Canizero and Carter because they're like these little spitfires. But why did they put them in the ring with Jesse Kamea, who is so tall? And she, like, like there was a moment where she, I don't know if she didn't get low enough, but she had to like, I think it was a hip toss maybe. And she took the hip toss like a mummy would take a hip toss. Like there was no, cause she's a good athlete. She's a volleyball player. And I just thought she, I don't know what she was doing as far as, uh, you know, I, maybe she's overthinking whatever, but I was like, man, you know, these little spitfires are having like trying to do all this stuff. And Kamea was a little bit out there, like uh, sticking out like a sore thumb for that match. Yeah. Um, I thought the match was overall fine. I mean, it's, all those girls are young and, and, and growing as workers. Um, I, I think, you know, you put Kimmy out there to, you know, she is really tall. It just helps, you know, emphasize the underdog aspects of the, the baby faces here in this, in this match, you know, it was kind of a baby face, baby face match till the end when Zaylee kind of blows him off the handshake, which, you know, I guess she's going to be heel looks like. Um, and, um, I like Katie Carter and, 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 uh, Kanazaro. I thought they made a good little team. So it was it was a fun little match. I didn't I didn't hate it. It wasn't 
Doesn't it wasn't uh, it didn't stand out, but it, you know, it was it's good. You yeah, know, got to I mean, feature the new girls too. It was a good way to feature girls that are going to be in the battle royal next week. Sure, you know it's only because like you look at that battle royal, like Rhea must be winning this, right? I mean, it's not going to be Dakota. I don't think it'd be Dakota. It could be Raquel, maybe. But I really think it's Rhea's to win, and you know, and and so, but you know, so you got you're filling up the match with a bunch of other girls, and gotta give them a little something before they next week. Yeah, like I, I like I think the tag team is going to be fine. It's two women who should be given a chance as more women go up to the main roster. I was just wondering, you know, what like Kamea was just so stiff, and I'm like, this. I know this woman is a really good athlete. Like there was just something weird mm-hmm. that was with that match. I like what the, you know what I liked on the commentaries. I like Beth Phoenix in this because you know they're talking about the women's tag team title, how it's defended on all the brands, mm-hmm. and this is an important match. And you know if, if, if they keep momentum going, that whoever wins this could you know get a future title shot. So I, I like that aspect too, the commentary. Well, I mean, and it explained to me why they had the match because when I first saw it, I was like, wait. Like, what, what do we need this tag team match for? And I was like, oh, yeah, there's a, there's a women's tag title belt that kind of goes all, all, you know, around all the shows. So, yeah, it'd be, it'd be kind of cool to see them, you know, Caden and, and Casey win another match. And then maybe you can do a, uh, you have Shayna and Nia Jack show up and Just destroy, destroy them. them, you know, <laughs> or, you know, but like, you know, they said build to something. I think, I think that they should use those belts more often on NXT. Mm-hmm. The, the time they've used them, I, mean, I know they've been on girls who are, you know, very popular. I mean, Shayna and, and Nia are, are featured people, but I mean, you know, but you know, they had Oscar and Kyrie, and then you had, of course, Sasha and Bailey, who were you know top top stars. Uh, yeah, but that was it for me. Yeah, my last one was the um, I didn't like the Jake Atlas promo. Interesting. When it came out, I did not like it at all because I. Th- <laughs> He just comes out. He's there's no neck brace. There's no injury. Just you know, he got he got killed. I mean, it wasn't like you know he got you know hit by a chair and then once and then let him laying like no he got you know you know throat in a in a, under under a beam. He got knocked off of a, a stretcher and he comes out and he's like, Chamba, I'm Jake Atlas. Like yeah, he knows he killed you. <laughs> so I don't know whoever wrote that for Jake is just it was not well done. I I. I didn't like, I didn't like that just building this. It's like, it almost felt cold, like a cold match. It was like something like, oh man, yeah, there's an issue here. And, um, and then even more like, I didn't like, once when I saw the tease with Kyle Riley, I thought, oh, well then this, this really doesn't mean much. Yeah. You know? this yeah, is yeah definitely. Yeah. So that, I think they, they could have left that out. You know, um, I think Kyle could have, they could have done something after the, the next match. Maybe and Ciampa takes it over the line again and, and Kyle, you know, Kyle comes out there to save, like, dude, you're taking things too far, et cetera. And, and then, you know, Kyle can move in the backstage after, you know, later on, there's a segment with, you know, Roddy and, and by Fisher, like, dude, why do you care about that guy? You know, why do you even worry about that? You know, he's a dork, you know, he's a loser. And then, you know, Colby like, nah, man, he you know, Chopper did cross the line, you know? And like, yeah. and then you start teasing the infighting there. It's yeah. I just didn't like, I just didn't like the, what he had. I didn't like his lines. I didn't like what they had him say. And I didn't like, I don't, I don't like a, I'm Jake Atlas. Like, I just don't, I, that just killed it for me. Cause like, he I knows if that he was, had, I wonder if that was more for the audience. Cause you know, it, it, he hasn't had a, I'm trying to remember was the last time he actually had a match where he was presented, you know, as Jake Atlas versus as this guy just getting destroyed. He was, you know, after the tournament, I remember he was off TV for a while. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't know for what reason or just didn't have anything for him at the time. And then he came back for this and he got killed. Like, okay, you know what? Do a vignette of him. Like, you know, not the old, not the old Saturday Night Live or Saturday Night Main Event Steamboat or, uh, you know, <gasps> you know, trying to learn the talk segment. But, you know, when he got his throat, the larynx destroyed by Macho Man, Randy he Savage. Swallowed, he swallowed his tongue, according to Vince McMahon. Yes, right. He swallowed, you know, like some kind of like highlight, just show the highlight of that. And then you show a promo by Jake Atlas, like, you know, I'm coming after you, you know, I, I want Ciampa. And then you have Ciampa come out for his match and he destroys the kid. This, this you know, whoever's that, that, that young kid who I, I feel he looks good. I mean, he looks like he can be a hell. I want to see him do something. I want to see him as the, uh, uh, an understudy of Thatch's Catch Can, you know, like I thought. Oh, you're talking I, about the guy, the, the wrestler guy? Yeah, because he's that? legit. Oh, he's legit amateur guy yeah. and um, he has i liked his little match with thatcher they had like a little two minute match and it was well done um yeah that'd be kind of cool maybe like a var- like a, instead of like a varsity club like a shooters club kind of deal mm-hmm. that'd be that'd be that'd be pretty dope um and uh yeah so i just i don't know i just think i just think this it was just so like it's so rushed it felt rushed to me mm-hmm. and it felt unnatural and he's like all right see you next week <laughs> It's like, okay, you're going to get killed again. Not the best use of Jake Atlas here. I, they could have it meant something. Like I said, a vignette would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. All right, so we had two good shows to talk about, so that was fun. Um, and the next show, so I think we're going to be up a little earlier on Sunday than normal. I usually put that Sunday show up, you know, like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, so that for Monday morning, it'll be in your feed. But if you're kind of a, a night owl, um, it'll be up there. I think we're going to put it up even earlier. And the reason is because it is going to be the uh, first G1 cast of uh, night one and two with Justin Nipper and Carlos Toro. So we want to get that one up as soon as possible. And what we're going to do is we're going to tack on John and myself talking about this WCW Saturday night show. Um, for uh, what what is the date? Is it September nineteenth? Yeah, September nineteenth. So September nineteenth, WCW Saturday Night. We'll tack that on to the G one cast uh, with Carlos and Justin. And I'm also gonna have Justin on in the beginning, just so he can kind of explain, you know, his idea and his thoughts on what he wants to do with the G one cast and you know his schedule and and all that. So. Uh, so that will be Sunday. So it'll be up. It should be up a little bit earlier on Sunday, and we'll also have a, a show on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning as well, which has kind of been the thing lately. And I, I made a mention that you know I kind of wanted to interview some folks who are kind of doing what we do, you know, talk about wrestling, cover wrestling, boxing, MMA. And I did the first one with uh, Denise Salcedo, who is a uh, really cool. And then last week. I was like, ah, I, I have Dave. And so I didn't actually get to do that same thing. But the G1 cast is probably going to push some of those out. But I do have other people that I want to bring on. Um, you know, a couple of women, obviously going to bring on Heidi to talk about the UFC at some point. But these are more a little bit more like kind of how you got into this kind of thing. And, you know, what, what uh, you know, how you grew up into it. So it's a little bit more like introspective stuff. But yeah, with the G1, it was just bad planning by me because I was like, oh, I'm going to do all these interviews. And I reached out to people and I'm like, hey, you know, I want to interview you to do this kind of conversation type thing. 
And then I forgot that, you know, we're going to start covering this stuff a little bit more. So those interviews will still happen. It's still on my plan and on my schedule. But uh, the Tuesday show, at least this upcoming Tuesday, will not be that which I had been promising. But it, it should still be fun. And I have a kind of a couple surprises that uh, that are out there. If And if they happen, I think people will be pretty happy. So, uh, all right. So for John, I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Out.